Hello everyone, welcome to the broadcast. I'm John Saxbury, your host here at Revival Now. Um, hold on, i got to get, get my mic on. Okay, sorry I had to get my mic on. Today we're going to be talking about the signs, wonders, and miracles. Today, God has been, recently God has been placed on my heart to challenge every everybody born new believer to be used of God because it's because whenever because the Bible basically it's in the Bible for one it's in the Bible for one that every every born again a believer that came everybody that became born again they became used of God they be, they, get, they, be, they were put in full time ministry this is what I'm trying to get it's called breakout breaking out of that shell breaking out of that box breaking out of the chains breaking out of the walls that would surround you breaking out so you can be used of God to God's full potential. Not our full potential, but God's full kinetic state of being. We're 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 being used and we're not we're not being potential, but we're being kinetic. That that energomata from God that comes down from heaven that that, that rises up in us and became becomes life to us. The, the power of God, res, that resurrection power, that, that that gives us that, that gives us life and life more abundantly. That resurrection power that comes to bring signs, wonders, and miracles. Amen. Go with me to your Bible. Go with me. Go open your Bible with me. Go to with me. Go with me to Acts chapter five. <clears throat> Acts chapter 5 and verse 12. Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the, the apostles, and they were all together in Solomon's portico, where whatever a portico is. And none of the rest dared to join them. That's because they were full of religion, doubt, and misbelief. But the, the people held them in a high esteem, and more than ever, and more, and more than ever, believers were added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that even they even carried out the sick into the streets and, and, laid, and laid them on cots and mats as Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall upon fall, fall upon them you know, fall, fall, might fall upon some of them the people also gathered from the town around Jerusalem bringing the sick and those who were afflicted were unclean spirits and they were all healed basically God that's where you can see the increase of the church as the church increases the power increases as you become born again, you are instantly called into full-time ministry. There, you don't need some supernatural sign from heaven where, where a lightning bolt has to come down and strike you. You don't need some pastor to get, bring you up there and say, Hey, ye, yay, ye, say, ye, bay, thee. Now that there say thee, did I say ye? Did I say he or they? Or thus and thou would say you'll go to the left and not the right. You'll go up and not down. You go to the north and not south. You go to east and not west. That kind of stuff. We didn't need. You don't need that. You got this already. 
You've already got it. It's in the word. It's written. It is written that all that shall pour out my spirit upon all flesh. When you become born again, the Holy Spirit comes to reside in you. If you become baptized in the Holy Spirit with fire and with that power from upon high, from on high to be used of God to go out into the, into the world, go out into your workforce, go out into any, any area of your life, all platforms of your life, and being used of God to bring His king, bring His kingdom down and establish His kingdom. I mean, the, the Bible says the return shall not happen until the gospel is preached to all ends of the earth. We've got to rise up and quit being church pew sitters. I mean, people saying, well, the miracles died. Miracles died when the apostles died, when the last apostle died. For one, we are the apostles. Say what? We are we are the disciples. We are disciples. Each and every born again believer is a disciple. Well, I don't don't believe in all that healing stuff. Oh yeah, really? Because that's that's where you're gonna lose with me. Nineteen ninety eight. Mother's Day. I came home. I was riding my bike to church, and I came home and I rode my bike home, coughing violently, and I fell 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 over. I felt like I felt the inside of my my right lung. And it felt like went. It felt like a balloon deflated on the inside of me. My right lung had completely collapsed. Had a hole in it that big. They had to go in there. Had stayed in there for two weeks. Had to be done. Had to go through surgery. They had to section out the lung and close it. Put a clip on it. Put a clip in it and make make sure it didn't. Nothing. It wasn't going. It wasn't going to come open. They had to do it, do it a certain way so it wouldn't rip open. Put a clip and a clamp, staple, yank it. Pull out of that. All right. Two thousand comes. Year two thousand comes along. I go into a chicken coop, which chicken coops everybody should know this. Everybody should know this by now. Chicken coops carry a lot of bacteria. I breathed in a bacteria. They were from, from from exotic poultry and and when I did I developed what's called cryptococcal pneumonia when just your inside of your lungs start to bleed it puts a fungus in there and it builds up on the inside of your lungs and you can't and you can't get rid of it it can't it doesn't it doesn't want to leave it's not very easy to get rid of and God was able to heal me from that God was able to spare me and go back to 1998. As I fell over, I could just see, I remember sitting there in the recliner, my cousin Sandy, who's, who's on my Facebook, he, she was sitting up there in front of me holding me, and I could just tell my, my shelf just went, and I was before the Lord, the Lord called me, told me, said, no, the purpose, the thing, the plans I have for you have not been fulfilled, you need to go back, and I was back, and I was back home, 2000 comes along, I get cryptococcal pneumonia, I can't eat. I'm thin as a rail. I couldn't hardly walk. The only thing I could literally hold down was insurance. Insurance and maybe in those frosted mini weeks, cereals. That was the only thing that basically I could hold down. 2001 comes along. I start. I come back home. I go to Florida for a while. I'm down in Florida. Things are going great. Car was out moving, so forth. I come back home. 
putting three months after I got home, I started coughing up blood. Kept coughing up blood, kept coughing up blood. Then they ran me with this constant. I mean, I'd coughed up blood before, but not like this. It was constant. Finally, Christmas Day, when 2002 rolls around, it was Christmas Eve. I had, we had a chihuahua just like the one I have now. Molly, come here. Anyways, if she's down, she's over there in the corner sleeping. Never mind. The chihuahua that we had, my mom and dad had, it was a chihuahua just like the one I got now. It was jumping on my chest and it was jumping on my chest, barking and nudging me and she wouldn't she wouldn't I wasn't doing nothing so she ran upstairs jumps on my mom my mom wakes up she thought she had to go to the bathroom and my mom and my and the dog just shoots down in my mom goes to open up the back door and the dog's not going outside and my mom looks over at me and I'm I'm almost blue they call the ambulance came up I was I wasn't doing good Finally, finally they, they they came in there. They said he's got. A, finally, they come in there. They said he's got a collapsed lung. It's on it's on the left side. Here to come to find out, my left lung had been adhered to my wall, my chest wall. My left lung had been adhered to my chest wall, and as my lung left lung was adhered to my chest wall, it it I couldn't breathe. I'm plugging my microphone in because it keeps going. Anyways, the left lung was collapsed. Before they did, I was in the emergency room, and I remember just looking down at myself as I was just kind of like going up. And I can remember just, it was like a rapid ascend. It was like, and then I was looking down at myself, and I was like, oh, wow. And I remember, and then next thing you know, I hear Claire, and I'm back. God's in the business of creating miracles. Fast forward to 2004, 2007 wasn't that bad because they were able to catch it in time before it got really severe. 2014 comes along. I get to go had to go to eat go to urgent care. I had a blob in my lung about that big, and it was a sack of fluid. Well, they thought it would just go away. Well, it didn't. Like three months later, I'm be I'm out working in my parents' front yard, and I can remember working in my parents' front yard. And the next thing you know, I'm just like drifting out, and I'm just about ready to go. I'm about ready to go. I'm about ready to fall over. My girlfriend, my wife now, who is now my wife, Mary, grabs me, puts me in the car, takes me to the hospital. Had a 19 centimeter sack of fluid in there. They did the, everybody. Everybody was scared to touch. Born again believer by the name of Con. Born again believer by the name of Han Chu Suin. He's a one of the best cardiovascular surgeons in the world. Well, it's funny. I get it. Well, going in there, surgery, and complications, things go wrong. came out, it was a success. He was able to pull it out, able to get my lung to reform and everything. 
God's grace and God's miracles saved my life. By signs, wonders, and miracles saved my life. God has always been in the miracle business. And you try to tell me that there's no such thing as healing miracles, I don't believe you. I mean, what kind of jackass sits there and teaches people that the miracles and the signs, wonders, cease when the when the 11 apostles died? That is stupid. Jesus only, you're telling me, Jesus only died on the cross for 11 people. For people back in 3 AD or 4 AD. Seriously? I mean, that, that's stupid. They, they can't see past their own intellect. They, 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 they work, because religious people here are walking by it's what they see or what they can feel. It's not what you can see and what you can't, you, what you can't feel and know it's there. You walk by what you can't see, what you can't feel, but you know it's still there. You know God's here. You can feel him through your spirit. You can sense his presence. Because a lot of people, let's, let's face it, churches aren't preaching what they're supposed to be preaching. Churches were preaching what they're supposed to be preaching. We would have more signs. These mega churches should be packed, should be packed with Holy Ghost miracle services. Healing miracle services. But they're not. They're teaching some stupid pop culture sermons. <laughs> and they're all dancing like a concert hall. And they're just getting, they're getting up there and they're, they're, they're up there with skinny jeans and got their, got all their stuff on and, and, and acting like they're, they're teenagers. These pastors are like 60 something years old up there acting like they're, they're in their teens. And, and it's like, give me, gag me with a spoon. It's like, give, give me a break. Seriously, you know, this is not what, this is not what it's about. The church was created for demonstration, revelation salvation, manifestation, demonstration, resurrection, um, manifestation, on and on and on. That's what the church was what was built on. That's what it's about. It's about getting it's about growing and developing and going out, growing and going out, bringing people in. Bringing people in, raise them up, and then send them out. Bring them in, raise them up, send them out. Bring them in, raise them up, send them out. It's about getting them prepared for, for the work of ministry. Instead, they made a social environment out of it. I mean, it's stupid. You get all these mega churches, and they don't even believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Imagine if, they, if, if, if just even a, a third, one-third, I'm not going to say 99.9% or... I'm just going to say one third of these mega churches, these mega church, these chain churches, which I think is these chain, these church chains. They're like they got they they got more they think that they're like McDonald's, fast food. It's a fast food service. Yeah, go in, get out. Go in and get out. Go in and get out. Go in and get out. There's nobody basking in the presence of God anymore. Nobody yielding to the Holy Spirit. They're preaching all this, all this pop culture crap that doesn't even amount to a hill of beans. It's not going to help yourself. It benefits your salvation none. I mean, seriously, we've got to come back to the basics. 
That's not what the church was called for. Imagine if a third of them were on fire for the Holy Ghost and was holding Holy Ghost miracle and miracle and salvation services. Imagine the, the power of God that would be generated out of that. Just think about it. I mean, we've got to get back. We've got to wake up. The church has got to wake up and get back to what it's called to do. I mean, we, we don't want to we don't want to offend people by bringing in the Holy Spirit because you know it's just it's just offensive to a lot of people. When did anybody ever die from getting offended? I mean, seriously. What happened to brother? What happened to brother sister Susie? Brother Bob and sister Susie. Well, you know the Holy Ghost showed up and they got offended and you know. They went on home to be with the Lord. They're, 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 they're gone. They're dead. They're pushing up daisies. They're bench pressing tulips. What happened to so-and-so over here? Uh, brother brother uh, Will and Sister Patty. Well, you know, they were offended. The Lord took them home. I mean, give me a break. I mean, why do you, why do you throw out the? I mean, why 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 do you even bother? Might as well run a tavern because it, it has nothing to do with the move. It has nothing. To do, well, we just got a different flow. There is no different flow. You're either in the river or you're out. That's the bottom line. That's what the Bible says. This word here it says it. This here says it. You're either in the river or you're out of it. You're either on fire or you're not. There is no in between. We just want to. We just want to make people comfortable. Uh, we just want to make. If we should be preaching hell, so we should be preaching hell, hell so much that it brings people to the altar, and the altar should be flooded. Well, I don't want to do an altar call because it might embarrass people. Embarrass. The altar is a public statement in your faith. It's a public statement that I'm coming forth and I'm laying everything I am on that altar. I mean, it's they quit, they quit calling it altar. They call it a stage. And it's like a nightclub. Churches have become like nightclubs. Seriously. I mean, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Some of the waste in ministry. The problem is that the pastors don't don't even the pastors don't even trust the Holy Spirit. They have zero trust in the Holy Spirit, so they 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 gain up their sermon plans from some outside source, build it all up, and then they, and they think, okay, this is this church over here doing it, and, and I'm going to do it, so I'm going to do it over here. The problem is the churches have caught the too many pastors have caught the got the, the full of diseases they've caught from other places. Seriously, I mean, this is this is this is. It's crap after stuff to preaching. I mean, there's times where I mean, I mean, I can remember being in one church years ago when all this mega church stuff started to happen, and the stuff he was preaching on. I mean, I just like sat there. I sat there and I kind of like I was like up against. I was in the corner, up, up in the corner, back corner, up against the wall, and I just kind of like. Scooted my arm up there, and it was like up against the wall. I just kind of like put my shoulder up against the wall and just kind of put my head down for a minute, and took a nap. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. And they were handing out all these booklets. You got to go through all these booklets. I mean, 
booklets from some other place and they were doing all these booklets and you had to do all this paperwork and it's like, what are we in school? I'm like, <laughs> I mean, half the crap I want to see in church, 90% of the crap I see in church, I'm like, <laughs> get out of, get your head out of your rear end. Too many pastors out there afraid of their own shadow. It's serious. I mean, we've got stuff. I mean, there was this one church. I mean, I never, I never, I'll, I'll never forget it. We provide Islamic services too. They wanted to provide. They wanted. To, they wanted to double as as an Islamic services to bring the, the Islamics in by preaching out of the Quran. Are you kidding me? What the? H E. Yeah. I mean, I want to say it, but I, I can't. I want to be careful because I don't want to get. Well, then again, it's my TV show. But seriously, we've gotten into this rut where everything is just way out of whack. It's not about the move of God anymore. It's not about the Holy Spirit. No wonder why church half the church is battling anxiety, depression, pastors wanting to shoot themselves. Heck, if I had to live with all that gar that theological garbage, that seminary, that, that religious garbage, and all that doctrine, that religious doctrine, I'd try to, I'd probably off myself too. I mean, seriously, these pastors—they're—they're they're, they're not being fed right when they're in in, in the cemetery, and they're being raised up in, in dead religion. People don't know how to get trained in the Holy Spirit. People are scared. People don't want to trust the Holy Spirit for one. A lot of the church has never hasn't been taught the trust of the Holy Spirit. I thank God for Doctor Rodney. Doctor Rodney taught me from day one: always, 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 always trust the Holy Spirit. Always, always, always trust the Holy Spirit. Always, always, always trust the Holy Spirit. Pastors are trying to incorporate psychology into into the things of God. That way, that that so they don't they, that way they can they can question whatever they want, and they can just kind of like, well, you know, we got to be practical, you know, we got to be realistic and be practical and all this practical stuff because we've got to really sort it out with our minds through our heart and all this other stuff. And it's like, Ugh. I mean, seriously, gag me. I mean, it makes me sick. It makes me want to puke. These signs shall follow. Those that believe, they shall lay hands on the sick and shall recover. They shall... And it, and it goes on and on and on. What part of that don't you understand? Signs, wonders, and miracles follow around about them. Signs, wonders, and miracles shall follow those... Around about them, and those that they shall believe. Get out of this, this guard, this religious garbage. A lot of preachers are like this. A lot of Christians are like this. Take the blinders off. I mean, they're walking around with their head chopped off. Take the blinders off. Get in, get your spiritualized 
These, I'm not talking about the physical eyes, the spiritual eyes. They forget that they don't know how to see things in the spirit. Because they don't want to. Because they want to logic it all out. It's not theologically correct to sit there and laugh in church. Really? I can blow you away on that one. I can even go into details. I can get my dates out and I can show you, describe. As a matter of fact, I'll dig that out today. I'll dig my dates out and I can show you where it talks about the joy. About the joy of the Holy Ghost. About how, what happened on the day of Pentecost. They were laughing uncontrollably. They were The power of God was hitting them. When we begin born again, we that's how we are supposed to adapt. That's how we're supposed to connect to the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the joy in your life, there's something wrong with you. You don't want the joy. You don't want the presence of God on you. You need to get get it. You need to find some place to get it. I mean, it's it's plain and simple. Many signs and wonders were regularly done among by the people. Among the pe were done among the people by the hands of the apostles. We are the apostles. We are those that that they, 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 the apostles were the first forerunners of that. What would you be supposed to do? They laid the groundwork. They laid the groundwork of what we're supposed to do now. That was the foundation. That was the, the, core, the core of how we were supposed to operate. Not all this psychology, this pop psychology, and all this pop culture crap that's going on. We need, I mean, a lot of that stuff, the, the, these sermon notes, the best place for it is in the toilet. Throw it down the toilet, flush it, and send it out. That's a gold nugget with a bunch of crap. I mean, we, we, you're not going to get people, you're not going to transform people's lives by sitting there preaching a bunch of psychological crap. Trying to do like all this practical. Oh, you need practicality. You need to be realistic. And you need all this. Like when I was going to do this broadcast years ago. I had a dream, that I had a vision to do this broadcast years ago. Well, you know it's going to cost you a lot of money, and you just got to really be realistic, because really, if you don't have the money for it, then how's God going to do it? And I mean, I'm thinking, first off, first off, genius, God, when you're called to ministry, money is the least of your worries. Obedience is your number one thing that you do in the things of God. Obedience comes before anything. When you step out, the just shall live by faith and not by sight. We're not moved by what we see. Well, it's and lean not on your own understanding. What part of that don't you understand? Lean not on your own understanding. For my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My plans are not your plans. That goes for people who try to logic everything out, trying to make any sense. It's not about what makes sense. It's not about what makes sense. That's all a bunch of religious crap that was taught years ago in denominational churches, and, they, and, it's, and it's built into a two-headed monster. Amen? I mean, seriously, come on. Somebody shout at me. I mean, we've 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 gone away. We've gotten away from this stuff. I mean, my pastors don't believe in miracles. Another example of believing in miracles. 
My pastor's dot my pastor's wife's dad, Don Lee, the great guitar player, plays better than Eric Clapton and any any other rock star out there. In February he he falls he has a massive stroke on Sunday morning. They said that he would he they they didn't even say he was gonna make it because it was it was such a blood clot inside of his brain. There was like a, the, the 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 chances of him making it were very slim. They wanted him to leave a doctor that was in Maine. Goes in there, comes back out. You're gonna, supposed to be taking like three hours to do the surgery. Comes back forty five minutes. I got it. I got it. It's it's done. He and then he, and slowly but surely, he came back. He's coming back, and God's totally got him to the point. It said he probably would never drive a car. He would never walk. He would never. He's walking. He's driving a car. He's picking up his grandkids. He's doing everything. I mean, it's a, it's 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 the proof right there. What more proof do you want? I mean, too many this bookworm mentality. Well, well, it just doesn't intellectually feel right because if I if I read in so and so's book. Stop reading all these other pastors' books. Focus on the Holy Spirit. This is the only book, Christian book I read. The author's still alive. This is the only Christian self-help book I read. This is the one, I, the only one I need. The only one, I, the only one I and I rely on. I mean, I like picking up a book by Dr. Rodney every once in a while, reading it, Killing of Uncle Sam. It's still on. It's still. It's still available. It's still available. Go to killinguncleSamBook.com. It's on there. Uh, Pastor Rick Shelton's got good books and stuff. I mean, it, it, about how you. There's time. There's time. There's things that you need to listen to, but you got to do it under the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, listen to other people's testimonies. Yes, listen to listen to, but do it under the power of the anointing. Do it under the power of the Holy Spirit. If you're not doing it under the power of the Holy Spirit and under your own intellect, you're dead in the water. Amen? I mean, we've got to, we've got to come back to the place where we're, where, where we're acting out, where we're doing the, 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 the first role of the church. I mean, everybody's trying to recreate, change the entire environment of the church. Change this, change that. I'm sorry, but God never changes. We gotta do. We gotta do something different. That's more. That's more um, seeker friendly. We gotta be more. More. We gotta blend in. We gotta. It's like, give me a break. I mean, that's a bunch of garbage. Amen. I mean, we've gotten our minds all messed up in this crap. That it's just—it's just a bunch of it become it just becomes a bunch of nonsense. I mean, the one thing the enemy tries to neutralize our minds with is using is getting religion against us. Is using religion. 
religion is out there to neutralize us and, and, to, and to take us up, distract us from the things of God. There's nothing spiritual about practicality. Let's be practical. We gotta be realistic and we gotta have, have all the and you gotta be fundamental. I'm thinking, really? I mean What can I say? I mean, in Dr. Rodney's church, they're, they're, they're bringing people, they're sliding people into the altar. They're always praying for the sick. They got a river school of healing to help to, to help, to help heal, bring people out of the sicknesses. I mean, what's so good about sickness? I mean, I hear something, some of this religious crap that I hear. And it makes me want to choke him. You know, God put sicknesses on, on put sicknesses on on people to teach them a lesson, or God put sicknesses on them for a reason, because God wanted them sick so they can stay humble. I'm thinking, really, sickness He knew not. He bore our souls. He 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 delivered us from our transgressions. He was beaten beyond recognition. He died on that cross and was beaten beyond recognition. He was beaten beyond what anybody could recognize. He wouldn't even, in Isaiah, wasn't even recognizable as a man. He looked like a bunch of meat and bones sitting there. Oh, for we, we just, so we can, so we can, God can teach me a lesson. It's just, let's excuse the fact of what Jesus died for. It's because they, they don't even read the scripture. They're ignorant to the things of God. I mean, it, it, it frustrates me because of their stubbornness. It tickles me because of their ignorance. I mean, amen? I mean, we've, we've got to live for the Spirit. The Bible says, I mean, a lot of a lot of these preachers are ruled by their flesh. They're brain dead. I mean, they, they, they don't, they don't, listen, they don't, they're, they, they, they don't, they live, the Bible says that, that a man, those who are born again of the spirit should be born again and shall live and be born is born of the spirit shall live of the spirit and not by the flesh and their flesh shall rule them not. A lot of people their fleshly mind rules them. Uh, it just it's it's got to be here. It's got to be physically here about what we physically see, because if it's not about what we physically see and and, and they get so and if you talk to them about anything spiritual. It's like they get angry with you. They, they turn on you. They unleash on you. I mean, this is what it's all about. I mean, there is no other. There's, I mean, people want to talk about all these other realms. We'll just, we're just not in this. We're not into that level right now. We're in, a, we're in a journey. We're just in a dry season. There shouldn't be a dry season. You shouldn't have. There shouldn't be a dry season. There is no such thing as a dry season. Yeah, pastors go through some hard times. I'm going to tell you something. I've been through some stuff, but I always try to tap myself into the presence of God. Keep tapping into the presence of God. Keep contending for the move, for the move of God. Stop allowing the enemy to, to use you to, to, to put religion out there. And I'm saying this to all the pastors out there that you're going to hear this broadcast. Get away from all the religious crap. Repent. Get hungry for God. I mean, God doesn't want, I mean, seriously. 
God doesn't want God says God gives them the stuff that we're put that they're producing. It's like, why don't you come on out to this church instead and be a part of our church? Because we've got all these campuses and we've got all this stuff going on and we got this and that and and, and there's so many ministry opportunities and it's like campuses, 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 campuses. I don't care if they got a million campuses. I am not going to that church because. A lot of these mega churches with several million, with several hundred campuses on it, they don't produce the fruit they need to. Their fruits dried up. They're out there. They're, they're costume. They 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 costume themselves. I mean, and there's some that that I, that I know that I, that are really good. Some of them are doing an excellent job. But we've got to come back. To the basics. Quit trying to complicate the things of God. God's not in the business for our games. You need healing miracle right now. I'm just going to pray for you right now. Father God, I reach out to those who are sick in their bodies. Those who are battling depression, anxiety. Those who are battling sickness in their body. Those who are not, not feeling well. Those who are not... That are, that are going through chronic illnesses. I speak to terminal illnesses, terminal diseases. I speak to leukemia. I speak to cancer. I speak to muscular dystrophy. I speak to anything. As we command this to get under the power of the blood of Jesus. We command it to be gone in Jesus' name. The thank you that you are the Lord, our healer. So the, the, the thank you, thank you, Father God, that you sent your word and healed our disease. Thank you, Father, for by your stripes we are healed. Thank you, Father God, that you got you sent your son to die on the cross so that we could be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And go out into all the world and preach the gospel. We thank you, Father God, for all that all that you're doing in this earth. We thank you for the protection of our nation. We pray for our president. We pray for our leaders. We pray that no sickness comes upon them. No sickness comes upon our president. We thank you, Father God, for healing miracles that's breaking out in our nation. The miracle signs and wonders that are, that are going to come back. We speak to the hearts of these pastors that are not doing their job. Ask you to speak to their hearts and, and convict them and, and set them ablaze so that they may change and be vessels used by you, Father God. We come against the spirit of religion in this nation. We speak against the dryth that, 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 that has come into the church because pastors... We're scared of the Holy Spirit. Pastors are scared to be operating under the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. If you're hearing about this, hear my voice in this. And I said, any of those 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 illnesses 
I speak to epilepsy. I speak to cancer. I speak to a deaf ear. I speak to 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 eye pro optical problems. I speak to 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 respiratory problems, heart disease. I thank you, Father God. I thank you, thank you for the miracle signs and wonders that you're doing right now in this day and this hour. We speak to it in Jesus' name. We speak it gone in Jesus' name. Be totally healed. Reach out and grab your healing. There it is. That's the healing power of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. We're just going to take our time here. We're just going to sit here and pray. The Bible says that he laid hands on them by their, and they shall recover. Their faith shall make them whole. Their faith shall make them whole. Tap into the presence of God right now. Those of you listening to me, by way of podcast, and if you're hearing this, tap into this. Take this, take it, and place it in your in your life. Carry it on out. I speak it, I speak to I speak to all these diseases to be gone. I speak to alcoholism. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I speak to drug abuse. I speak to I speak to any type of substance abuse. We speak the blood of Jesus. Get underneath the blood of Jesus. There's somebody that's having problems in their spine. It's like there's something in a bind. It's like something it's causing it's like a it's like a intense pain. You can't hardly sleep on your back, you can't sleep on your side. I see that spine being realigned by the power of God, by the word of God. Carpal tunnel, God's healing carpal tunnel in somebody. Somebody's getting healed by carpal tunnel. I feel it strongly. Just keep praying in the Holy Spirit with me. The power of God's here. In Jesus' name, we speak healing. We speak divine healing over somebody right now. There's somebody in the hospital. And the doctors have not given you a good prognosis on, on, on something going on with your heart. It's like there's a there's congestive heart failure and you're smothering your heart out. God is healing you. God, that God, I see the hand of God in there clearing all the fluid out away from your heart. You should live and not die. You're going to grow old and, and have many grandkids. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for all you do and all that you're going to do and all you're doing in us. We speak the power of God to fall upon many people right now that are listening to me. I speak the fire of Almighty God to burn in everyone. Let the fire of God get them right now in Jesus' name. Let fire from heaven touch everyone. Touch every heart, touch every life. Change everyone. 
but no one be the same in Jesus name and there's people out here right now you're listening to this broadcast and you're, you're living your life without Jesus Christ I want to ask you to come right now come I don't have to say anymore just come say this prayer with me dear father God I come to you in the name of your son Jesus to be born again of my be born be born again by your spirit and to be healed of my spirit and to be healed of my disease and to be forgiven of my sins. Father God, I thank you that you said in your word that I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that you raised Jesus from the dead so that I too may be saved. Yes, Lord God, and Holy Spirit, come. Touch me. Use me. Fill me. Transform my life. Let me never be the same again. In Jesus' name. Well, that's it, folks. God bless you all. Love you. This is a production of Saxbury International Revival Ministries. For more information on our on my on our ministry, please contact me at revivalistjfs3 at gmail.com. God bless you and thank you for watching and listening.